What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to hear anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix, I guess, and everybody, we got some good news to talk about in the sports world. The MLB is happening. That's right, you heard me right. The MLB is happening this season. The MLB and the MLBPA have officially reached a contract agreement to make a season happen. I was starting to doubt them. I was truly starting to doubt if an MLB season would happen this year, but they finally did it. And I said, if they reach an agreement that I think the players might get screwed over a little bit. And well, I think that they got some things they wanted, I still think there's a long list of things that didn't happen for them. Now, I won't talk too much about the Green Men. I'm just telling you guys how happy I am that an MLB season is happening. I talked about how happy I was to go see a Reds game in Cincinnati, and that was starting to fade as the MLB season was getting delayed. But now I get to go see it, and I get to maybe see some Rangers game, maybe some Astros games. I'm very excited for baseball to be back. And that means I can talk to you guys about baseball. But anyways, some of the agreements that happened between this contract. Now, this contract took 99 days to happen from the very first meeting that these two people had. All the way, 100 days later, we officially have an agreement. Now, one of the biggest things that the MLB talked about was more money for beginning of contracts. You know, a rookie and throughout their first four or five years in the league, if they're not signed to extension early in their career, they do not earn a lot of money. Now, the league minimum to pay a player has raised $100,000. It originally sat at 575.5K last year, so it will now move up to 675.5K. The biggest thing that I see so far when I'm looking at this agreement is uh, if a player is not eligible for arbitration they have a chance to make even more money based on how they play wins above replacement and i always see incentives in contracts and i think it's such a good thing to have because it stops a player from maybe not playing at their highest level because they're already played so especially a young player who isn't making money as much as a top tier player in the mlb has a chance to play well enough to earn more money because one of the biggest things talked about is a rookie is kind of stuck to their rookie contract unless you have a player like Mike Trout who is just top tier an MLB team seeing that is most likely going to keep that contract no matter how well they're playing so this allows a top tier player that may be coming on a rookie contract to actually earn some more money even if their team is kind of screwing them over by keeping them on that rookie contract. Now, as we talked about in a past episode, there will be rule changes. Now, these will not be in place until the 2023 season begins. So not this year, just as a reminder, it'll start next season. But those will include a universal DH will be happening, which will allow so many more players to begin. I used to be a big stickler about the NL. I liked how they did it. But once the NL introduced the DH during the 2020 season, I enjoyed it very much. As we have talked about before, 
there will be now a new pitch clock, there will be restrictions on shifts and defensive positioning, and there will be larger bases put in place, and I think that's just a safety protocol. Maybe players were getting hurt stepping onto these smaller bases. Now two rules that we did not talk about in a past episode that are now being placed to not happen. Seven inning doubleheaders, which I think was a great rule, but they are taking out, so doubleheaders will now be played as two nine inning games. And the runner on second base to begin extra innings is not a part of this new deal. Now, personally, when it first started, I really liked it. But as I continue to see it, it did create a lot of problems in the MLB with that new thing being placed in for extra innings. So I do agree that that should have been taken out of this deal. And it was. The last thing that they're introducing into new rule changes the MLB will now officially be doing a draft lottery. Now, it'll only be six teams, but tanking has become a giant problem in the MLB. The team with the worst record gets the number one pick without an argument. This way, it allows teams to tank. They can still tank, and they will most likely get the best odds if they have the worst record. But as the NBA has shown in recent years, it allows teams that... Maybe that are just truly bad and are trying to win games can also earn a top pick in the draft. And the final big thing that they agreed on due to the deal was the MLB is now moving from a 10-team postseason to a 12-team postseason. The owners truly pushed for a 14-team postseason, which we saw in the year of 2020. We then returned to the original format in 2021 with 10 teams. They have now officially decided on a 12-team postseason, meeting right there in the middle of probably what the players and owners wanted. The exact details have not been explained to us on how the postseason will work, but I'm assuming six on each side. It'll most likely work how the NFL used to do it, where there will be two teams with a first-round bye and four teams playing in the wildcard round. Winners go on to play the two teams with the bye. It may not, but that seems the most logical way to me. But ladies and gentlemen, obviously you guys don't want to hear the boring explanation of every detail of this contract. It's a lot that goes into this. Obviously, it took 99 days to reach this agreement. I don't know if that was mostly arguing or if that was just straight up them figuring out details. But nonetheless, the MLB will happen this season and there will be a lot more new things to talk about in the next season of the MLB with all these rule changes. So y'all, in about a month's time, a month and a half, we will be talking about some MLB news in Rookie Ball and I'm sure as the season creeps up, we will start to give our early, early, early predictions. Now, the NFL season only ended about a month ago, but I'm telling you, this sport has suddenly just taken the country. The NBA is still popular. The MLB is, I guess it's in the news right now. But man, the NFL has just completely taken control of popularity in America right now. And that's because there's even more trades to announce now. Not as big as the Russell Wilson trade. But there's been some very interesting moves between all the teams right now. And I've talked about them. You can see them on my Twitter at RookieBallPod1. The first one we got to get into is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. The Washington Commanders have officially traded for a quarterback. 
And if you didn't see my tweet on it, it is just, it's the most hilarious thing. They have traded two third round picks to the Indianapolis Colts for Carson Wentz. And I'm sorry, I like Carson Wentz. I, I don't think he's like a Super Bowl quarterback, but I like Carson Wentz. What does Carson Wentz do that is significantly better than Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke? Like just straight up, what? What does he do that much better? Do I think he's slightly better than those two players? Yes, barely. I mean, barely. I think all three of those quarterbacks could find a starting position on a decent list of teams in the NFL. None of them are Super Bowl quarterbacks. None of them could lead a team to a Super Bowl right now. So I don't understand it. Washington is in no place to compete for the playoff Super Bowl this year in any way. So I don't know what they're thinking trading for a quarterback, especially trading away picks for a quarterback. Two third round picks. I don't think they understand how valuable those third round picks could be, especially because this next trade, and I understand that a quarterback is more pivotable in a franchise than a linebacker, but the Chicago Bears have traded away Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack has not had his best years, but I think a talent-wise that Khalil Mack is better than Carson Wentz. But Chicago has traded Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers in return for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. So around the same value for a Carson Wentz. And all of a sudden, the AFC West looks insane. There are three divisions that have become way too stacked at this point, especially if Pittsburgh trades for a top-tier quarterback or drafts one that could be potentially very good. The AFC North, the AFC West, and the NFC West are, without a doubt, the top three divisions in the NFL. And the AFC West has just continued to get stronger and stronger as the offseason has gone. Denver has picked up Russell Wilson, so all four quarterbacks in the AFC West are very dominant quarterbacks. You have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. All four quarterbacks are potential all-pro players, in my opinion. With the AFC North, when the Ravens are healthy, they're amazing. The Bengals have come up, and they're now Super Bowl contenders. The Browns, when Baker is playing at his best football, can be playoff contenders. And as I said, if Pittsburgh can get a quarterback, they're amazing. And then we saw with the NFC West last year, three of the teams made the playoffs. The only team that didn't is Seattle, and Seattle seems to be in a full rebuild mode as of right now. Now, Minnesota made a big move, and... I gotta say, I am very happy with this move. The Minnesota Vikings have traded Kirk Cousins and a 2022 third round pick in exchange for Tua Tungalavoa, Xavier Howard, and a 2023 second round pick. This is an amazing move for Minnesota. Not only do they get off of Kirk's contract, but they also receive a quarterback that I think he may not be great and he may never be great, but Tua still has a bunch of potential and was given up way too early on from the Dolphins. They, you, get, you get a possible all-pro cornerback in Xavier Howard, who has been one of the top of the game at some point in his career. And you get the better pick in this deal. So great move by Minnesota. Absolute clown move by Miami. Because, yes, Kirk will most likely get them to the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind that Kirk 
could get the Dolphins to the playoffs. But ever since they fired Brian, Brian Flores, this team has been a clown franchise. You trade a coach that played very well for you guys and led you on like a nine-game winning streak. And then you continue to trade a quarterback that you gave up way too early, a second-round pick, and an, one of your best cornerbacks on the team, if not the best cornerback on your team, in exchange for Kirk Cousins. Dolphins, clowns, take your L. Vikings, you're moving in the right direction. Just continue to do that. If you want to trade Justin Jefferson to the Bengals, now that you don't have a good quarterback to throw him, who would be very willing to do that now everybody we are officially two days away from selection sunday of march madness and i couldn't be more excited i'm so excited that I have even been paying attention to the conference tournaments, which outside of the SEC, I usually never do, but I've been watching almost every possible game or at least the highlights of every game. And that is why I'm going to be going through the Power 5 conferences now that we've kind of reached the quarterfinals, semifinals area of the conference tournaments and going through the Power 5 conferences and picking out who I think is going to win and obviously that team will automatically be in to the NCAA tournament. Now starting in the conference that I think is already mostly locked up being the Big 12 conference tournament. We are now down to the semifinals that begin today at 7 p.m. We have number five TCU versus number one Kansas in the Big 12. Kansas will most likely be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament if they go on to win this conference tournament and I think they most likely will I think Kansas will go on to beat TCU Oklahoma just took down Baylor which Baylor had a chance at reaching a number one seed in the tournament if they were to win this conference tournament but they lost to Oklahoma and I think Oklahoma's Cinderella run ends there Texas Tech will go on to beat them and that is where Kansas will go on to win this conference tournament and claim a number one seed in March Madness. Moving on to the Pac-12, who has also just reached their semifinals and will begin today at 9 p.m., includes another team that is fighting for a number one seed in the March Madness tournament, and that being Arizona, who is, of course, ranked number one in their conference tournament. Going up against Colorado, who has had some very convincing wins so far in the Pac-12 tournament, on the other side, we have two teams that will also most likely make the NCAA tournament in UCLA and USC. Arizona, most likely, if they do not make it past the semifinals round, will not be a number one seed in the March Madness tournament, but I do think they at least make it past Colorado. Although, I do have UCLA beating USC in the other semifinals, and I have UCLA going on to claiming the Pac-12 tournament now arizona and ucla will obviously still make the tournament but that will knock down arizona off of a number one seed pedestal now one of the biggest determining conference tournaments that will decide some of the top seeds in the tournament 
is the ACC bracket. Now we are officially also down to the semifinals of the ACC where number one seeded Duke plays number four Miami and number three North Carolina plays number seven Virginia Tech who has been on a run just beat the number two seeded Notre Dame. Miami just came off a big win as well. Duke escaping a scary game against Syracuse and Duke is looking defeatable since losing their season finale to UNC and this could be big. Duke if they go on to win the ACC tournament could most definitely have an argument as a number one seed in the bracket. If not they're most likely a lock as a number two seed. Now I think they win their semifinals match against Miami although I think it'll be a great game. I do think that North Carolina will go on to beat Virginia Tech and meet Duke in the conference finals. And I think UNC pulls it out again. I think North Carolina breaks the hearts of Duke fans and allows them to be pushed back to a number two seed. And UNC will most likely move up to one of the higher seeds in March Madness because of two big wins against Duke. The second to last tournament that I want to talk about is the Big Ten because there's been some big games so far. Ohio State has already been pushed out due to Penn State defeating them. And this has a lot of indications. Now the time I am recording this, I have unfortunately already seen the first game of this quarterfinals in the Big Ten. Number nine, Indiana upset number one, Illinois. 65 to 63, a two point game. But Illinois is pushed out and they are instantly already a not number one seed in March Madness due to this loss. And that could be big, especially for a team like my team, Kentucky. All these teams that are projected to be number one seeds are looking like they could possibly lose. And Illinois was the first one to fall out of those. Right now happening as I record this is number four Rutgers versus number five Iowa. Rutgers is slightly up at the time I'm recording this, but Iowa is a ranked team and I could possibly see them winning this game and I do have them winning the game. Number two, Wisconsin versus number seven, Michigan State. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I think Michigan State, it's a very winnable game for them, but Wisconsin is the higher ranked in the final game between Purdue and Penn State. Penn State has already had two upsets throughout this tournament and they're going to continue. Penn State is going to beat Purdue. Purdue, I think, is a big pretender in the NCAA basketball world right now. That leaving due to my predictions would be Indiana versus Iowa and Wisconsin versus Penn State. I do think that's where Penn State's Cinderella run ends. I think Wisconsin beats Penn State. And you know what? Because they just beat Illinois, I got Indiana beating Iowa in that leaving it with Wisconsin and Indiana. And you know what? Why not have one big upset my predictions? Indiana will win the Big Ten tournament, putting themselves in the March Madness tournament, which was not looking like it was going to be in the plans, but they have a very good chance now. Now, the final bracket that I think is a major play in the seeding of the March Madness tournament is, without a doubt, the biggest one with implications, and that being the SEC tournament, who is in the quarterfinals right now, and at the time, just like with the Big Ten that I'm recording this, there has been a game that is finished. And that being another number one seed in a conference tournament going down. Another team that I said that I think is pretenders. 
in this NCAA world. Texas A&M, ranked at number eight in the SEC, have just defeated the number one ranked Auburn team, 67 to 62, a slightly more convincing win than Indiana over Illinois. That's huge news for a team like Tennessee or Kentucky or another team fighting for a, a number one seed such as Arizona or Duke because now Auburn is completely pushed out of a number one seed along with Illinois. So two number one seeds are up for grabs once again. Obviously one of those number one seeds will go to Gonzaga, but the three are completely open for possibly the conference winners. The next game we got coming up that has not started yet but we'll start very soon, is number four, Arkansas versus number five, LSU. I talked about my predictions that I think Arkansas has a possibility and a chance to move on and win the SEC tournament completely. And while I don't think they will win the SEC tournament due to my predictions, I do think that they make it past this round and defeat LSU. LSU most likely will make the tournament, I would think, but they will fall here to Arkansas. The next game involves number two Tennessee versus number 10 Mississippi State who just pulled off an upset over number seven South Carolina and it will end there. Tennessee will move on. I got the higher seed and I got the higher seed again in the next game with number three Kentucky versus number 11 Vanderbilt who just pulled off a big upset against number six Alabama. But I do have Kentucky winning. I think Tennessee and Kentucky are just too big of powerhouses for those two teams to defeat. What does that leave us with in a big, big tournament here? That leaves us with Texas A&M playing against number four, Arkansas, and the two and the three seed, Tennessee versus Kentucky. As I said, I like Arkansas. I think they could be big contenders in the March Madness tournament as one of the higher seeds moving on far into the tournament. I do have them beating Texas A&M even though they just had a great win against Auburn. And yes, Tennessee is a good team. It's a great team, honestly. But I like my boys and the big blue Kentucky to win that game. And yeah, there's that rookie ball bias right there. But I do have Kentucky beating Tennessee. I think Kentucky really wants a number one seed in this March Madness tournament. And they will do anything they can to get there. And most likely winning this conference tournament will get them that. That'll leave us with a rematch of Arkansas and Kentucky. Obviously, Arkansas had the better half when they play Kentucky the first time this season. But this time around, the tides have changed. I absolutely have Kentucky beating Arkansas, not by a landslide. This will be a great game. Obviously, it is a conference championship game. But I do have Kentucky winning, and that'll land them as a number one seed, leaving my number one seeds to eventually be Kentucky, Gonzaga, and then I believe the final two seeds would be taken up by Kansas and Arizona that is my top four predictions you guys let me know if you think something different but I am excited for March Madness everybody and I can't wait I hope you guys are doing your brackets and filling them out this selection Sunday but that is all the time we have for today's episode I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I did because there was no negative news to report it was just talking about all the fun news the MLB is happening March Madness coming up and NFL offseason is in full height right now along with the NBA and NHL still going we have so much to report we are in the prime of sports so I hope you guys are excited for the remainder of these episodes of season two and I 
We'll see you guys on Tuesday. And I will catch you on the flippity flip. Get out of here.